the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you. Uh, we did the stock up and stock down. Uh, one of the things that I make uh, fail to make a mention of stock down wise, the idiot, the absolute idiot that put his grill underneath his car. Yes, and set all the, then set all those cars uh, ablaze down in Miami. Obviously, they have no idea how to truly tailgate. Um. Did you see and, some of the tweets afterwards? I saw the best exchange ever. A guy responded no. to a picture, I believe the one you're talking about, and said, oh, looks like I'm going to stop leaving my five-year-old in my car when I go to football games. And oh everyone started asking, you leave your dog and your five-year-old in the car? He goes, yeah, I'm not buying them a ticket. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. And, and people go nuts because it's so, you know, politically incorrect to say something like that that people just can't take a joke no i didn't see that but i can imagine what the exchange was but how about that guy um just you can't be this stupid you can you and almost a dud how'd you like to go into a game and you come out you're like what the hell you know <laughs> your car is melted to the pavement Outside of Hard Rock Stadium, a dozen cars were consumed. They believe a tailgate party preceding the event played a role. Geez, do you think? The blaze ignited in a remote parking lot uh, near the stadium shortly after kickoff. Seven news cameras were uh, rolling as flames engulfed a bunch of cars. Fortunately, the fire sparked uh, once most people were already inside the game against the New England Patriots. No injuries. Uh, but huge, huge plumes of black smoke were visible from inside the stadium. Uh, a Dolphins fan who identified himself as Jordan described the moment he realized there were cars on fire. He said, we're standing here, all having a great time. We see the lot, uh, a lot of big black smoke over there. And we're like, oh, wait, what's going on? We started looking and, oh, sure, uh, it, it's a fire near our vehicles. A few of the pops that people heard, it was the tires exploding. They thought it was gunshots and violence and Oh, my God. Police officers responding at the venue said somebody left their barbecue pit under their car when they went into the game. What magnanimous dumbass puts his his barbecue under the car? I wouldn't do it. Are you are you that afraid that's that you know, amidst? Now, see, this doesn't happen in Green Bay. Here's the reason why. Because everybody tailgates. We all know. We're not looking to steal other people's barbecues. We know how to do it. You know, and when you go in, if indeed it's still hot and flaming, that's what you have Perrier water for or White Claw. You put it out with that crap. You don't do it with a beer. You just sprinkle a little White Claw in there, and it just dies peacefully. You know? You don't push it under your car and set your car on fire, and then there's there's collateral damage, innocent collateral damage by next to you because all the other cars are starting to catch up. What a dumbass. Who does that? But apparently down in Miami, they're not astute enough to understand the meaning of tailgate. I don't know, Many Bill. Many car owners, no idea, by the way. They walked out just to find. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine walking out going, wow, what a game. What a great day. Hey, we'll meet you over at such and such. Yeah, we're all going down to the Clevelander. Hey, let's head to South Beach. We'll meet you guys down. What the hell? And you walk out, and there it is, just this molten mess of crap that used to be your car that everybody piled into in your big old brand new minivan or whatever the hell it happens to be and you got first of all you're ubering 
Second of all, everything you own, gone, that was in the car, ah, it's too hot, we're not going to take our jackets, we're going to do this, leave our face paint, blah, 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 leave our barbecue, all of our fixings, all of our liquor, all of our beer, it's all in there. What, are you kidding me? And all because one dumbass shoved his barbecue under the back uh, uh, gas tank of his car. I don't know. I know insurance fraud when I see it. Do you? Yeah, if you see, because if you look at the picture, there's a minivan, there is a uh, a Range Rover, there's a couple other cars off to the side, and then there's this really crappy car. I don't even want to give the name because I feel it would be fair, un- unfair to the car manufacturer because I'm sure it was very nice at one point in time. But there's one car on the front, burned to the ground. On the back, rustaholic. That's right in the middle, by the way. So you can only assume that the craptastic car might have started it. Maybe, just maybe, we're looking at an insurance case. Ben Kenny, you might be onto something. If we had the Law and Order sounder, we would play it right here. Chong chong. <laughs> oh my God! Can't I'm, be. I'm not stupid. sure, Bill. I wish I had the answer there. Right? Thank you, Aaron. Always paying attention. I love the fact that he's doing that. It's good stuff. Yeah. I'm watching a video of it. Range Rover, craptastic car next to that, then a minivan, then a couple other cars off to the side. All on fire. There you go. Um, speaking of being on fire yesterday, he was on fire, having a good time, playing for the people in purple. That was at Area Smith. He met with the media after the game. This is what Z had to say. So if you don't know, the cameras caught you after Aaron tried to block you and you guys stood up. Did you talk about that moment a little bit? <laughs> the cameras are right on you guys. You know what? I was telling him he's not a blocker. Stay, be a quarterback. That's what you are. Um, he tried to block me. I think it was a reverse. Yeah, on the reverse, man. And I got a good chance to get a lick on him. But it's all good, man. It's still football. We're just having fun with it, man. What did this win mean to you? As your revenge game, right? Yeah. And coming into it, and you enjoyed every second yeah, of it. Definitely. You knew it from the get-go, didn't you? Yes, ma'am, I did. Uh, we pre- we prepared for it very well. We got an opportunity to watch film and figure out their weaknesses. And uh, we saw that, and we got a chance to get advantage and do that in the game, as you can see. And, of course, feeding up with Hunter, right? So, to yeah, it, did yeah. Did you one-on-one with him? That one uh, it's great. Um, I think I was talking to Coach before I came here, and he was like, Z, we need you here. I said, Coach, I want to come. I said, is the Neil Hunter still there? And I gave him a call before I even signed my contract, and I told him, and he was so excited. And that's what made me was that's what made me so excited to come here because I got a chance to talk to him before I signed my contract. See, was that the same offense they ran? I mean, anything different than what you remember seeing? Uh, yeah, it was the same. I know. Uh, I think it's San Francisco too. Also, that run the same yeah. uh, offense, and yeah. we got a chance to go against them in training sure. camp. So we've yeah. been seeing it for a while, um, and know a lot of their ins and outs of what they do good and what they do bad. So we got a chance to take advantage of it. I'm just so happy that we got a win tonight. And they had to talk a lot about putting you at various spots. You know, yes, middle, sir. right guard, left guard. I mean, how, why is that so effective? Uh just my ability. You know, I grew up a guy that played basketball, so I got to, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> get a chance to shake somebody. But I can do that all up and down the line. Uh, the center, the guard, the tackles, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just glad that I get a chance to use my ability to help this football team win football games. I what do you think? one game, and you guys don't want to get too high about it, but what does it say about your defense? I mean, you switched out a lot of parts from last year mm-hmm. to this year and went out and allowed one touchdown to a pretty good team. Uh, we just taking it one game at a time. I know right now we just got to go in and watch film and correct our mistakes because it was some mistakes mistakes that we made out there and they got a, took advantage of it. Um, I don't think you remember it, it was one drive where they took us all the way down the field. 
Um, but once we correct our mistakes, we'll be good and get ready for next week. Darius, there was a moment uh, where the, they caught you on the big screen and you basically said, y'all some bad BMF, yeah, yeah, yeah. BMF is our slogan. Uh, edge department also, but you know we're gonna keep that motto going, man. It's good for our room and good for our football team to set the tone, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. What does the future hold for? What does, what's the future hold for Justin Jefferson? Oh man, you know that. <laughs> I want to hear you say, man. Look, he's a great player, man. He's fun to watch, uh, even at practice. He's doing the same thing at practice, Cole. I know he's going to be a great uh, receiver in this league and probably be the number one receiver in this league, if I'm not mistaken. What you think? That's what he wants. He says yeah, that's what he man. wants to be. Yeah, it's coming. He just keep putting in the work. He's doing it each and every day at practice, so it's going to translate in the game. And as you can see, it did today. Radio Phillips, and then you also got you know Dalvin mm-hmm. up there, and the way that they were playing along yes, hand in hand with you. How important is that to get them going? Oh, it's big. It's big for us. Um, those guys always harp on, uh, man, put us in situations. I say you got the edges. We're gonna close it for you and have the quarterback stepping up for you. So they didn't make a lot of plays today after getting after the quarterback, but for sure next week they will. Yeah, most definitely. What went through your head just when you were getting up, you know, getting close to Aaron and knew that you were gonna get to him? Uh, just think about the moment when I was here in 2019 when I got a chance to sack Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, I think I did it three and a half times. It's just being able to come on the other side and do it to my obviously quarterback, man. It, it feels great. Uh, the energy was there. Uh, my teammates had my back, and they knew what time it was. So we got the dub, man, and we're just so excited, and we're just going to get ready for next week. Any words exchanged on that first sack with him? Uh, with Aaron? Yeah. No, I just wanted to do my dog crawl. I haven't done it in a while. You know, uh, I had a chance to not play as much last year, but to get an opportunity to come back on the field is a blessing because six months ago I thought football was over with for me. So to have this opportunity and have my coaches come here like Mike and uh, Pitt and great guys, man, and uh, Quasi for giving me the opportunity and the owners, man, they love me here. So I'm just happy and excited to be here, and I just can't wait. Did you, uh, obviously you guys didn't play much at all in the preseason, but mm-hmm. did you have a pretty good idea this would be a violent defense? I mean, there was some violent stuff happening. Yeah, you got guys much. at every position. Think about it. Yeah. Harrison Phillips, look at him back there. <laughs> uh, you got DT, you got me, you got D-Hunt, you got EK, you got Hicks. It's just so many puzzle pieces, man, and we putting that together, man, and as you can see, tonight it showed up and every, the world got a chance to see it. You guys always talk about the chemistry that you have in your defense. What is it like then to see kind of the sacks getting spread out among different players, seeing yeah. EK get that stop? That's big. Uh, I feel like I think we had a bet in our room for who get the most sacks this week, but, you know, as it was a tie for all of us. Um, <laughs> but next week will be a big opportunity for us to get after the quarterback. There he goes, Zedaria Smith. He said, I think we got a bet in our room, meaning the linebacker room. Sounded like... <laughs> Sally said we got a bet bet in our room as to who gets the most sacks. And it's it's sacks, S-A-C-K-S, but it, you have to take a double take for a second because it sounds like we got a bet in our room. Who's going to get the most sacks? It's, yeah, I heard that a couple of times. People were pointing that out to me today. I thought it was rather funny. Uh, there you have it. Zedaria Smith. Um, boy, I tell you what. Um, Jason says that Arius is really making it easy to not like him considering how much we cheered for him. In green and gold, I he's doing what he's doing for Minnesota. What we loved him to do here, I don't fault him for that. It, it's painful because he's not a Packer. You know that, that's fine. It's painful because he's not a Packer, but that's that's what he's getting paid to do is be be a Minnesota Viking. You know, I, 
he said the same. We loved it when he came from Baltimore into the Packers organization and praised the Packers and praised, you know, everybody here and thought of the organization so highly. And then when he ended up getting hurt and got the back surgery, suddenly he felt he was a cast aside and got pissed off. So, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know specifically what to tell you. And you can like who you want, but, you know, I still have a lot of respect for him. Just do. Uh, let's do this. When we come back, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. Mike's going to take us the rest of the way. We're going to talk with Mike, and uh, we'll get his thoughts. Mike and I were both in Minneapolis uh, yesterday and last night uh, for this contest, and uh, Mike's going to bring you a lot from inside the locker room, some of the senses and sounds and such afterwards. This portion of the program brought to you by good friends over there. Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau, Wisconsin's best Canvas upholstery and boat cover provider, and if, say, you have office furniture you're looking to get recovered, something in your home that's, say, an antique and means a lot, maybe you've got a gym and you need your weight equipment recovered. Whatever it happens to be, he can do it. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. By the way, if you talk to Dwayne, uh, maybe you're going to drop something off and you see him in person, you're going to double take because he went from having this this uh, kind of biker-esque head of flowing hair to cue ball-esque appearance now it's gone i don't know what prompted that maybe he went to sleep with gum in his hair my mom always used to say if you go with go to sleep with gum in your hair you're gonna have to shave your head bald maybe that's what happened i don't know but you have to ask him 715-870-2119 715-870-2119 that is for Dwayne's cover it all in wausau give him a call stay tuned a whole lot more of the bill michael show mike clemens joining us next this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Play clock at one. Pressure up the middle. Rogers in trouble, and he is sacked. It's the ex Packers at Area Smith. Some young guys played the first game. A lot to clean up. Is it hard to play quarterback when you're kind of unsettled back there? Nah. I've been unsettled for a long time. A lot of different games. We'll clean it up. It sucks. Tough feeling. But they're a good team, for sure. They're not going to be a three or four win team. That's going to be a team that we're going to be contending with in this division. And we got to turn around, head home, Sunday night football against a 1-0 team. It's probably riding pretty high. And we got to have a better performance. He's not getting. Got to have a better performance if you're going to knock off the Bears, who are probably riding a little bit high right now. Not that you have to play great, but nevertheless, the Bears get a win in ugly conditions uh, over in Chicago on uh, on Sunday. But nevertheless, Mike Clemens now joining us on the line. Brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, and comfortable. And if you're going to do a tailgate party, that's a great place to go, right there in front of your own room. That's BayMotelGreenBay.com. Don't forget about the Bay Family Restaurant. They serve up some good homestyle cooking over there, too. But uh, BayMotelGreenBay.com, that is BayMotelGreenBay.com. Michael, how you, uh, how you doing? You, uh, you're not home yet, are you? No, still in Minneapolis. Still kind of getting the, you know, the response from up here in Minneapolis. I mean, you would think that the score was 103-7. to 7. I mean, the, right. the Vikings fans are so fired up here today, Bill. It's unbelievable. And you know something, though? It's because it's been a gradual build. And, and so I've got a lot of stuff from the other side 
of the stadium today for you from the Vikings camp because I think this is something that should be on the radar screen, uh, not only Packer fans, but, you know, obviously the Packers organization is aware of it. Because when you see, you know, when you look at, you step back and you look at the big picture of, you know, Ziggy Wolf and his brother Mark, these billionaire real estate developers, I know they kind of remind you of the Bucks franchise. It's like these guys just keep on digging and digging, and they eliminate all the excuses. They upgrade the practice facilities. They put in brand-new meeting rooms. They bring in, you know, Mike Zimmer and all that. That doesn't work. And then you start hearing things like Justin Jefferson, the young star player who's proven himself, and after a year or two, he probably, you know, all it takes is one dinner off campus with the owner and the player, and the player saying, Zim ain't working. People aren't, you're not going to bring people here. The word is bad on the street. So they bring in this fresh Kevin O'Connell, 37 years old, a guy who had been a backup quarterback for Belichick and Tom Brady for for five years and around the league. This is a bright guy. This is another Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay kind of guy. And and the schedule, I mean, you got beat sort of by your own system. And O'Connell last night talked about getting his first win in the NFL as a head coach. Very, very excited um, about our team's performance today. Uh, Coaching staff, players, um, all three phases. Uh, We set out a long time ago um, on this journey um, from the off-season program uh, into training camp uh, all the way through this last couple weeks of preparation uh, with a mindset on today. And uh, everything we did uh, has been focused on not only today, but 16 more weeks and opportunities moving forward. And uh, as a first-time head coach, you know, to, to get to talk to the team last night and, and, and really try to give them as much clarity of what we were looking for today um, and then watch them take that plan and uh, bring it to fruition. Um, I don't know if I've, you know, had a, uh, you know, a more gratifying moment just because of the looks on their faces, just because of the looks on our players' and coaches' faces. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things I can for sure be better at uh, than I was today, but first time, first time out. Um, I do know one thing. I love this team, and I love this coaching staff and the guys I get to uh, do this with every day. Now, um, their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, uh, outdueled Aaron Rodgers, looked really good doing it, looked more comfortable. The offense that uh, you know their new head coach brought with them, obviously, Mike, uh, it, it really worked. But they kind of feel like this is a fresh start and a new beginning, don't they? Well, think about this, Bill. A year ago when – you know, the Packers had their struggles with team players and Aaron Rodgers and his take on COVID. And Kirk Cousins was the same guy. I'm not going to get vaccinated. And Zim, you know, publicly calling him out. I mean, somehow getting in the middle of the story. You know, LaFleur managed to just sort of stay off to the side. Like, you know, that's Aaron's deal. We're just following NFL protocol. I mean, these are some of these things that built up. And so it's not like, you know, like the players are, have taken over, like the inmates have run the asylum. But it's when you come out with such a, a convincing, overwhelming uh, performance at home, give it, you know, give it that, uh, you, you have to say, oh, my God, you know, you've wakened a sleeping giant. And they've brought over coaches from Green Bay. Uh, they've, you know, they've done pretty well in the draft in certain spots. They made four trades in the last – 10 days of training camp and basically part of it, like, you know, you and I were talking about Larry Fitzgerald senior, you know, Larry's dad, the wide receiver, mm-hmm, right. um, you know, he just said, 
some of these are culture moves. At the end of the day, they were checking out some of these Mike Zimmer regime guys and saying, you know what, this guy's part of the problem. Just just the way he carried himself in the meetings. And they, they got rid of guys, not because they weren't necessarily the, you know, they were pretty good players, but they were they were holding this team back. And so then you talk to Kirk Cousins, who handed, you know, a game ball to his new head coach, and, you know, the coach was giving it to, to the owners. These guys are really galvanized uh, after pulling off a win like that. And here was Cousins after the game. You know, just a great team win. Uh, you can point to so many phases of football today that made a difference. Our defense got a turnover going into half, turnover coming out of the half, and um, just a tremendous, you know, effort by so many people. Great to see that some success around the football. Great to spread the ball around to a lot of different people in the past game. Thought our coaches put together a great plan and uh, put us in a position to be successful, which is tremendous. And, um, you know, a couple big fourth down stops by our defense as well that, that made a big difference. So, you know, just a lot of people playing together. You know, it's, it's encouraging to to have a win like that at home to start the season. Kirk, what did you see on that first touchdown to J.J.? Because, uh, you know, we've been talking about you letting it rip, and you had a chance to do that there. I mean, he's pretty open. So it was uh, just... Surprised at how open he was many times? I, I, I will be a little surprised, yep. You know, you expect him to get taken away a little bit, and he will. Uh, our coaches are trying to find ways to, to still keep him, you know, involved, and we were able to do that today, and... Um, you know, and so it's going to be kind of a conversation we had a lot last season. We'll have this season each week of, you know, how does he get defended? The uh, the, the guy, Mike, Zedaria Smith, we heard from a little while ago, um, you know, he was ecstatic, obviously, and he said he wanted to go there to beat the Packers twice. And he had a solid game, obviously got in on a sack. They crushed Aaron Rodgers. He shoved Aaron Rodgers to the ground on the block. I mean, seems like he had a big day as well. Yeah. That's the last thing. I mean, you start, you know, you bring in Kirk Cousin a few years ago, you get yourself a quarterback. You make some good picks and you get a Justin Jefferson in the draft. And, you know, you start to rebuild the line and you still got Adam Thielen, a guy that the Packers passed on. They they whiffed on. They saw Adam Thielen in a workout and he was an undrafted kid that the Vikings called before the Packers did. And otherwise, Adam Thielen would have loved to have been a Green Bay Packer. So all those kinds of stories. And then here's this other decision. You know, you had Tyler Dunn on last week who said that Darius Smith hurts his back weightlifting, gets a second opinion that was different than what the Packers team doctors were telling him, and said, I'm going to get the back surgery for the long term. And now here you, you move on from this guy because you think Rashawn Gary can do it. You don't want to spend $15 million because of Darius and his back. But, you know, quick, you tell the story. You meet Zadarius Smith, like all these other players, they come down to Super Bowls, whether they're in or not. And, you know, what was your impression when you see him, you know, outside of football just as a person? He's he's a tremendous personality, right? Yep, you very much so. He Big time. He is a guy that is as genuine and sounds exactly like that off the field as he does on. And so when you release him, he changes his mind on the Ravens and, you know, he, he talks to Daniil Hunter. You know, he's got Mike Petton, Mike Smith to say, come on in, man. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. And you've almost planted, you know, that kind of vocal leadership in your rival division, rival opponent's locker room. And so this was a Darius celebrating. And Kevin Seifert was telling me, too, one of the reporters, like, oh, man. You know, he was, he's kind of been standing off in the wings all through camp. But tonight was his coming out party after beating the Packers. You don't know the cameras caught you after Aaron tried to block you and you guys stood up. 
Let's talk about that moment a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right on you guys. You know what? I was telling him he's not a blocker. Stay, be a quarterback. That's what you are. Um, he tried to block me. I think it was a reverse. Yeah, on the reverse, man, and I got a good chance to get a lick on him. But it's all good, man. It's still football. We're just having fun with it, man. What did this win mean to you? As your revenge game, right? Yeah. Uh, and coming into it, and you enjoyed every second yeah, of it. Definitely. You knew it from the get-go, didn't you? Yes, ma'am, I did. Uh, we pre we prepared for it very well. We got an opportunity to watch film and figure out their weaknesses. And uh, we saw that, and we got a chance to get advantage and do that in the game, as you can see. I was talking to Coach before I came here, and he was like, Z, we need you here. I said, Coach, I want to come. I said, is the Neil Hunter still there? And I gave him a call before I even signed my contract, and I told him, and he was so excited. That's what made me so excited to come here because I got a chance to talk to him before I signed my contract. See, was that the same offense they ran? Anything different than what you remember seeing? Uh, yeah, it was the same. I know, uh, I think it's San Fran's too, also, that run the same uh, offense, and we got a chance to go against them in training camp. So we've been seeing it for a while um, and know a lot of their ins and outs of what they do good and what they do bad. So we got a chance to take advantage of it, and I'm just so happy that we got a win tonight. It feels great. The energy was there. Uh, my teammates had my back, and they knew what time it was. So we got the dub, man, and we're just so excited, and we're just going to get ready for next week. Any words exchanged on that first act with him? Uh, with Aaron? Yeah. No, I just wanted to do my dog crawl. I haven't done it in a while. You know, uh, I had a chance to not play as much last year, but to get an opportunity to come back on the field is a blessing because six months ago I thought football was over with for me. So to have this opportunity and have my coaches come here like Mike, and uh, Pitt and great guys, man, and uh, Quasit for giving me the opportunity and the owners, man. They love me here. So I'm just happy and excited to be here, and I just can't wait. There you go. That's Darius Smith. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Mike Clemens joining us live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Got a throw near side, caught for the touchdown, Jefferson. Cousins over the middle, how's he that wide open? Jefferson again, inside the 10, lunging for the end zone, touchdown! How is he that wide open? Man, oh, man, Justin Jefferson seemed to have, you know, wings on his feet the way he was all over the ballpark. Joining us on the hotline again uh, up in Minneapolis, our guy Mike Clemens uh, on the ground, brought to you by our friends at the Bay Family Motel, Bay Family Restaurant. Go to Bay, uh, baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Justin Jefferson, Mike, was everywhere, and they didn't. Uh, the Packers didn't have an answer for him. They didn't. I mean, you know, when they played here last year and lost, Justin Jefferson had a big day over 160 yards. He had that by the end, of the, by the by halftime yesterday. And you know, the Packer fans, the Packer organization, by making the decision to move on from Kevin King, which you know they had to do, but we're signing Rasul Douglas. They thought this guy was going to be the hot guy that could be their their nickelback. Uh, you get Jair Alexander back. Uh, there was an awful lot of self-praise about how great their secondary is going to be, and you got veterans now like Savage and Adrian Amos back there at the safeties, and then the, you know the, just the, the status of the front four and the, Quay Walker. Well, the Vikings come right out and they attack your rookie, 
play after play after play, go after Quay Walker with both running plays and pass plays. And then somehow they get alignments so they know that Joe Barry's inside linebacker is going to be ending up going outside and covering the slot. And now somehow you have rookie Quay Walker lining up against this dangerous Justin Jefferson who just gashes you and he's just wide open inexplicable and a lot of it they were the Packers were running some kind of a zone but right you know right after the game you're talking over the Vikings side to Justin Jefferson and he talks about the complete culture change and how these guys are going to start playing for Kevin O'Connell I mean I've been saying it this this whole time how we were all uh, excited about this this new team uh, having all of these new guys in the building new coaches in the building definitely uh, feels good so far. You said 2,000 yards this year. Do you undershoot? Nah. Uh, I mean, that's my goal. That's my goal. No better way to start it off with 180, right? Justin, what did you see on that deep over take through the safety? Just take, take us through that. You talking about the wide open one? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really preparation. Uh, us running it, the play in practice all week, it left me wide open. So, I mean, we'll take the game, get some extra yards, and wish I would score. Were you surprised how open you were? <laughs> uh, kind of. Um, uh, when I caught the ball, I was definitely looking for somebody to be there. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> you'll take it, just like I said. You did. You, after you caught it, it looked like you took a second. Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking somebody was about to come behind me and, and tackle me. I thought uh, Jair kind of ran with me, but uh, he wasn't there. So... Uh, it kind of, you know, shook me up a little bit, and uh, I'm glad I got in the end zone right there. I mean, that's that's the thing that I like about our offense. Uh, I mean, we move, we move so much. We 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 have so many players on our offense. You can't really stick with one player, uh, and that's what I kind of like about our our offense, our guys that's that's here, and uh, we just got to keep going, keep keep getting better. So, Mike, I mean, the big question was why did Jair not stay with him uh, all day? And I know Jair talked a little bit about that after the game, right? Yeah, and one other smart thing the Vikings did was they had their joint practices with the San Francisco 49ers, and in a way, they say that prepared them for the Green Bay Packers because LaFleur's offenses and defense, you know, run a lot of what they're going on in San Francisco. That helped them as well. So, yeah, everybody was asking, you know, in the stands, why don't you just take Jair Alexander and line him up on 18 and shadow him the whole game? And it seemed like they didn't get to that to maybe the – Second half, Jair had told ESPN also after the game, you know something, I suggested that, but they wanted to stick with, you know, their game plan with which kind of a zone. How about the one play where Justin Jefferson, they're, they're at the 36, and he just he gets in the in back of the linebackers. He's just crossing over the field and puts his hand up. He's wide open, an easy throw for just about any quarterback to make, and he takes it in for a touchdown. So you ask Jair, was there confusion on that play just before the half? No, just miscommunication. Um, you know, I can tell specifically, like, on over routes, you know, on that over route that he scored, like, I should have stayed on him. I was expecting cut help and didn't get it and shouldn't have expected it. So, you know, I should have stayed on him on that one over. But, you know, we got to tackle and get him down. Was that zone? Zone, yeah, it was zone, yeah. And it didn't work <laughs> very well, quite frankly. So, uh, you know, I mean, it, now I guess, you know, if you're the, the, the Packers, you start looking in different directions, and it didn't matter which guy you put on him. I mean, it was Justin Jefferson all over the place. You start to go through the list of people that try to cover him, including Rasul Douglas, 
and nobody was keeping up with him, and, and they did not go to Jair. So it was kind of like zone coverage, and whoever's got him's got him, right? You know, I, 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 can, I will predict that later today when Matt LaFleur, after watching the film, is going to talk to the media, that he's going to say, you know, look, if it's run properly, it works. But when you have a guy or one guy, 111, break down and not follow assignment, so you're so you're getting, you know, I'm trying to piece these puzzles together here. And, you know, you're not going to get someone who's going to call somebody out, apparently. But is it Savage? Is he supposed to be the one that's supposed to pick him up as he crosses over into that middle zone? You know, and then Jair stays over there in the in the left-hand side. Is it uh, something mm-hmm. Rasul Douglas is missing, you know, in his new role as the nickel? So you go to Rasul. And to uh, right next to him is Darnell Savage, who's kind of kibitzing in the background. And we're trying to, you know, ask Rasul, did the Vikings move Justin Jefferson around more? Did, did that sort of catch you guys off guard? I can't, I ain't, can't fake it. I ain't do nothing that we ain't expect. He's good. Huh? He's a pretty good player. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to respond to that because it's like. Which I want to say. He made plays. He made plays for sure. Um, I think everybody seems to be frustrated in that defensive backfield right now. Yeah. Is that I mean, fair? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, I appreciate that these guys talk, but they're not talking. You know, there's some mm-hmm. there's some stink going on back in that room. You know, Jerry Gray. You know, his last job was with the Vikings. So again. It's just another one where, you know, the Vikings got so much intelligence now on what's going on with Green Bay. Then you go to Adrian Amos and, you know, say, how did you give up 160 yards the next time you have to face Justin Jefferson here at U.S. Bank Stadium, you know, for a second year in a row? Um, the frustration that we lost, you know what I'm saying, and and, and we let up 23 points, so um, – and, and that's that's where we got to be better, you know. what I'm saying we 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 gotta we gotta find a way to to limit you know two of those big plays, and it's a way closer game, way different game at the end. If we if we eliminate two big plays that you know would were, were basically bust, you know, what I'm saying um, you know, one by me for sure. Um, whereas um, I could make that play, I won't call it bust, but it's a play that I should make. And then um, you know, what I'm saying another one, we got somebody running free. And um, like I said, when that when it's the when it's the back end, that you know, I look at myself to where it's you know what I'm saying you know we can all be prepared better. Um, well, I can't even say prepared better. We just got to execute better. We got to be better. The other deflating thing early on in the game, we all talked about it was Christian Watson and that drop. Mike had that had that fallen into his hands, maybe maybe the outcome, the spirit, the tenacity, maybe everything becomes a little bit different. I think those momentum swings affect a football team. They do. It's just, you know, it, it's, it takes a while to get away from it. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, there's no question. They come up with 60 plays, and then they want the ones they think are going to be the hottest and most work, they run those first. And it's, the irony is we were just talking to Rodgers about that at his locker last week about, now when you come up with that, oh, here's one or two plays, we think this will work. How do you prepare for that? Tom Silverstein asked some great questions like, do you do you ever like ask the defense and the scout team, all right, give me the worst possible matchup for that, and how do I wiggle out of that? He goes, I do. I do. It's like, okay, we've got this bomb to Christian Watson plan down the right-hand side. All right, what's the worst possible offense I want to see on first down? But he said they didn't get that. He just dropped the damn football. So we went to the kid, Christian Watson, 
on how hard was it knowing that, you know, it starts off with him dropping what could have been a 75-yard touchdown bomb when they, you know, they had him lined up against 32-year-old Patrick Peterson. Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough, obviously. Um, I mean, it's the first one. I mean, you don't know how many uh, how many more you're going to have. Uh, but, I mean, you're assuming there's going to be a lot more. Obviously, it's the first one. So, um, I mean, it, obviously it was tough. Uh, but, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's a play that I know I can make. So I just go, go forward knowing that, you know, I've made that play, uh, you know, 100 times in the past, and, and I'm going to make it next time it comes my way. Um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he... Uh... He didn't have the best of throws yesterday either, Mike. No, but, you know, that one was on target. And uh, he was asked after the game about, you know, were you in on that decision to say, yeah, let's put the game, the start of the game on the road, uh, week one in the hands of a rookie who never got to touch the field in the preseason because of knee surgery. And here's what Rogers said. I mean, he knew this was going to be growing pains. This is the real football. You know, it counts. It's different. There's nerves. I thought Christian ran a great route to start the game. You know, we talked about it during the week. Do you really want to start off with a bomb shot? I said, yeah, what the hell? Why not? You know, this kid can really fly. Let's give him a chance. I was teasing Patrick after the game that we got him. He said, yeah, I wasn't quite warmed up yet, but uh, we got to make those plays. Majority of, we, you know, obviously Fox, I said you a few times on the sideline. You were a little frustrated. Was it the mistakes? Is that the main thing that uh, at that point that really bothered you? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously it would be great to have a 75-yard touchdown to start the game, but drops are going to happen. It's part of the game. It's the mental stuff that we just can't have because we're hurting ourselves, whether we're going the wrong way on a block or, or you know, missing the protection something or missing a hot or not running the right route, the right depth. There was just too many, uh, too many mental mistakes. Uh, it's... It's different when it, it's real, I guess. You know, it, I know for me, you feel it, it feels different, and and the urgency goes up. But uh, hey, love to be sitting here uh, with very few mental mistakes in the first game, because then that eliminates you guys the opportunity to write about playing in the preseason or any of that stuff. But the truth is, I mean, we're professionals, so there's an expectation of performance, and it starts with preparation. And there was just too many. Uh, preparation issues. It was surprising. That's uh, Aaron Rodgers. Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break, come back. A lot more with Mike Clemens. Wrapping it up next to the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. That starts with me. Definitely have to have a better plan for our team and get our guys better prepared. Certainly give the Minnesota Vikings a ton of credit. They came ready to play. They obviously had a great plan. And, you know, we knew going into this game that stopping their lead dogs really offensively and defensively were going to be an important part of it. And certainly we, we didn't get that done. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Welcome back to the program. Mike Clemens joining us last few minutes of the program. And, Mike, uh, I don't think the the Vikings did a ton different that uh, the Packers had never seen before. Obviously, a new head coach with uh, a few new schemes. But I don't think anything just completely surprised them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I don't have any answers yet. Um, To me, it's a mystery why the game didn't start off. You know, we talked about the – the bomb and the miss, the drop from Christian Watson. But why weren't those early series more 
about trying to get Aaron Jones going. Why did they use them? They started going to the misdirection. The, the, the plays were calling late in the second quarter. Why don't you open these games with that? That's I guess that's my bottom line. Um, I don't think Aaron Jones had really much of a game. It seemed like A.J. Dillon was the guy. As a matter of fact, he actually ended up being the leading receiver in the game. And I talked to him at his locker, and I, you know, I'm trying to get with these guys to just come through, Bill. It's like, you know, are you stunned by this? I mean, you know, you guys say that you didn't lose because you were surprised by anything the Vikings coaching staff called. Is that is that real for true? I think we were prepared very well. I think, uh, you know, it was just kind of about, you know, going out there. And I, I think we kind of, you know, hurt ourselves more than they hurt us. I think we just, you know, didn't capitalize on situations in certain certain times. And, you know, it's no pointing fingers at anybody. I can look at myself and there are some things I could have cleaned up. There are some plays where I left some yards out there. Um, and you never know, like those couple extra yards could have turned into you know, who knows? So it's just one of those, like, reflection moments. We've got to go back, watch the film, recoup, stay together. It's a long season. And, uh, yeah. The uh, the defense, Mike, so many uh, high accolades coming into the season. Uh, they got some work to do as well. Yeah. And we talked about Kenny Clark is going into his seventh season. Rashawn Gary had the big sack earlier in the game. Then they found a way to seem to shut him off later on. Quay Walker and... Devondre Campbell uh, led in tackles, but that's because they're the inside linebackers and tracking that stuff down. Here's a, here's a great example of how the Vikings outcoached the Packers. I've talked about that right guard position with Jake Hansen, um, a guy who almost didn't make the team, actually got cut one year. And there was high – Adam Stenovich, the offensive coordinator, former offensive line coach, was high on him. But we saw things in the preseason that said, Jake Inks right, quite ready for prime time at right guard. And so who was the guy that Zadarius Smith picked on to get that first sack on Rodgers? He went right at that guard and just blew past him and crushed Aaron Rodgers. It was plays like that. And the other thing is that Kenny Clark was talking about, you know, this team is, de- is, is depending on this defense to the point where if we win the coin toss, we want the defense to start to t- set the tone of the game. I think just we, we, we got to find a way to, to – uh... To, to not let teams get their momentum on that first drive, uh, coach, coach is, is deferring, and um, and he's trusting us to, to get a stop to get to get the offense back the ball, and uh, and we got to make him right on, on those type of decisions, and we got to be better as a defense. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting week, uh, like you said, it's going to be uh, um, rather eyebrow raising when we hear finally what Matt Lafleur has to say later today. Mike, we got about a half a minute. Uh, anything else you want to wrap up with? Concerned about Chris Barnes. That's a good backup inside linebacker. Guy's been a starter, carted off the field with the boot, the cast on on, on on the right leg. And Quay Walker, for that matter, we don't know how severe his shoulder injury is. They got a, a Xavier McDuffie to back up there at inside linebacker. But, yeah, the Bears just full of confidence after their win in the slop at Soldier Field yesterday. They're next up Sunday night at Lambeau Field. Mike, great stuff. We'll uh, welcome you back into Green Bay and the Wisconsin area once you get out of Minneapolis. I hightailed it out of there this morning. We'll talk to you soon, pal. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. There you go. Mike Clemens on the scene in Minneapolis. That'll do it. Great. To, hey, thanks to everybody from WAYY 105.1 Sports Talk here in uh, in Eau Claire. Heading over to Lacrosse now. We'll be there tomorrow. Uh, dinner tomorrow night, celebrations. Then the Tomahawk for the fall ride. Looking forward to it. Time for us to go. Have a go. Hoop.
The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.